When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. Everyone, I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps, and today with me I have Justin Williams, host of the Hidden Gateway podcast and author of In the Eye of the Father. Thank you, Justin, for joining me. I'm so happy to have a fellow Michigander on. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. This is uh, this is great. I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, it's it, it took a little bit for my schedule to you know open up and you know i'm very thankful that i had you know guests booked and i'm super excited that i got to read your book before we chatted yeah yeah good good glad you got a got a chance to get in there most people uh they tell me it's a pretty quick read i think it's uh, you know a few hundred pages there but uh you know um i'm glad you enjoyed it you know that's important to me um when people you know tell me um about uh, my my creativity, right? Whether it be my book or episode show, you know, I, I love hearing the the good, the bad, the ugly. That uh, I take it all in. You know, I enjoy enjoy all experiences. So um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and um, hopefully you not only learn more about me, but uh, hopefully that is something. Hopefully there's something in there that that helps you, if not now or at some point in the future. So yeah, definitely. And if people wanted to find that book, where can they get that book? Amazon. Yeah. You can go to Amazon. Just type in, you can either type in my name, Justin Williams, that's J-E-S-S-T-O-N Williams, or uh, type in the the title, which is In the Eye of the Father, a memoir of faith and redemption. Yes. And that'll also be linked in the show notes. I just wanted to give people in case they wanted to pause and go see what that was all about, that they could do that real fast. So I typically start off the show by asking the guests, tell me two of your favorite things about yourself or two things that you love about yourself. Because it's so easy to answer that question about someone that we love, but it's mm-hmm. really hard to look sometimes into ourselves and answer that question. Yeah, that's that's a great question. It really is. And, uh, you know, the, the the very first thing that comes to mind would be, I love the fact that I am a people person, Right. I'm uh, a positive people people person, I should say. Um, I I really have a heart for people. Um, I I definitely do my best to find the good in all people, right? Um, you know, and that sometimes calls for peeling back those layers. Um, I, I I'm wise enough to know that a lot of people put on a mask out here in this world, and typically, that's what I've learned. It's it's due to, to due to fear. And um, I, I just think I'm very thankful that I've been in the position to help those type people that I've ran across and developed race relationships with kind of peel back those those layers and, and get to the root cause of why they put on that mask and why they are unable to be their true self, if you will. Right. So I, I love people. I love interacting with people. 
Um, so definitely a positive people person would be the the number one one thing that uh, that comes to mind without doubt. And then the second thing that this man Justin Williams loves about himself would be <laughs> <laughs> would be my strength. You know, I've I've been through so much my, my entire life, and uh, in 2020, like a lot of people, my life took took a a hard pivot, if you will. And um, I've learned over these past couple of years here, I've learned so much about myself, I tell you. And um, I, I've discovered my purpose and, and stepped into that purpose. And uh, that feels good. You know, yeah. that, that really feels good. Because prior to that, I was kind of just blown in the wind, if you will. But uh, but uh, just circling back, yeah, yeah, strength. And it, it, it took a lot of strength to get to where I am today. And it's going to take even more strength to get to where I want to be um, in, in the future here. So I'm, 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 I'm strong. Where do you want to be? <laughs> Wow, where do I want to be? Um, just going back to to people and loving people, I, I have a heart to help those in need um, and to help those that are truly in need because everyone that that claims they need help doesn't necessarily need help. Some of those people just need to uh, maybe do a different approach to life. But um, as we know, there are a lot of people that that truly need help in this world. So um, my my heart's desire is to do something on a on a large scale to help millions of people in this world. Um, I, I currently um, put my, my, my efforts and energy towards helping the homeless here in the, in the Phoenix area. I, um, <clears throat> have an organization called Tangelic where I do a lot of work for the homeless. I also sit on a, a board. I'm a board member with another organization called Fund for Empowerment here in the Phoenix area. We, we don't, we do some outreach, but we mainly work to ensure that the homeless population or houseless pop population, I should say here in the, in the Phoenix area are being treated fairly by city governments, and, uh, you know, including including the police. So we do a lot of time uh, speaking in front of uh, city council. Um, and, you know, we, we have a lot of things going on. You know, in fact, I, I organized a protest uh, back in August. We had a protest down uh, in Tempe in this area called the River Bottom, where uh, the police plan to do an illegal illegal sweep of, of an area where over 200 homeless people live. And, uh yeah, we, 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 we did that protest. We, it was remarkable. It was just a great experience. So, um, yeah, doing things for people on a large scale, not only the homeless, but people that have suffered trauma in their life, right? People that need healing, whether that be, uh, psychological, emotional healing, physical healing, anything along those lines. That's, that's, that's where my heart's at. So that, that's what I definitely see, see in the future for myself. That's phenomenal. I recognize that was kind of like a curveball question, but the way you ended, I was like, well, where do you want to be? So. <laughs> yeah and that wasn't covered in your book so I felt like you know I wanted to I got a sense you know of your background from the book and you know you talked about your childhood a lot and growing up and uh you know how you met your wife and you know being a single dad for a bit and um and then it's if I remember correctly, it was like 2021 is when you went on that ayahuasca trip. Is that correct? Yes, that was March of last year. It sure was. It sure was. Yes. That was, that was pretty wild to read. Like, yeah, <laughs> that it's something that I've always considered, but mm -hmm. I've never like taken actual steps, like research anything. It's just, I hear people talk about it and I'm like, that's sounds very profound. And it's something that maybe at some point I want to do, but I'm not, I don't take those things lightly. 
And Got so it. it's just kind of a little seed gets planted and I'm just going to kind of let yeah. it sit there for a bit and see what happens. There you go. You know, in my opinion, it's it's one of those things that like all things in life, right? If it's meant to be, it'll be. And you'll know when it's time because it, it will call you. It will call you and you'll I know. It, and, and, and yeah, it is so true, Emily. It really, Ellie, I'm sorry. It really is. Um, it really is. And it was something that I had considered um, for, for a long while, but, but like you, I was like, I want to do it, but I just don't feel right. And then I'd say late 2020, more so like early, early 21, actually. So I did it in March. So right around like January, mid to late January, it just had this spark and it was like, okay, I knew it. I said, now is the time. And then that's when I went deeper with my research. I found a, um, a shaman here in the area that that has his organization that facilitates the ayahuasca journeys, and it was uh, in Tucson, so I had to drive a few hours. Um, yeah, I had to drive a few hours south, and uh, it was three nights in the desert under the stars, and uh, I tell you, the most prolific, life changing experience that I have ever had. Now I've had some, some life, some pretty darn um, positive life experiences that, that changed me as a person, but that one definitely took the cake. That and skydiving, I did skydiving for the first time in 2020. That was, that was like the, <laughs> that was the base. And then the, the, the ayahuasca journey for three nights in the desert was like the structure. So, um, but yeah, it, it was great. And one thing that I did throughout 2020 was, I, 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 I began doing intermittent fasting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was on my way to Tucson that Friday afternoon, cause it was a Friday through Friday evening through Monday morning. And I stopped to get some, some, something to eat and okay, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do this intermittent fasting, what I've been doing throughout the last several months, but spirit spoke and told me that, that was going to be the last thing I ate until Monday morning. I'm like, no way. And that, that's, so we have this relationship, right? Me and spirit where spirit will come to me. Then I'll like, no, nah, I'm not happening this, that, and the next, you know, and I'm stubborn, you know, a little headstrong when it, when it comes to things like that. But you know, there's that pull, that tug that I'm sure you can, you can relate to, right? I think we all go through that where you just have that intuition, that feeling that, that tells you, you need to do this. And um, that's what I experienced and so I said, okay, it's, it's I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. And that's what I did. So Friday afternoon was my last meal. I had that experience from Friday night to um, Monday morning. And that last night, Sunday night going into Monday morning, oh my goodness, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And I, I got a hotel room and, you know, I, I told my wife and family, I said, look, when I left Friday, I said, look, I'm I'm shutting off all communication from the world. You know, I said, babe, I'll call you when I arrive, but then you won't speak or hear from me again until Monday morning. You know, I took two two books with me, two spiritual books with me. And uh, while I was back at the hotel, I, I, I simply read those and I, I meditated and prayed, you know, so I went very deep and it was so necessary. And um, it bought out something in me that was longing to come out spiritually. Right. And, um, I, I'm just thankful for the experience. Just so thankful for the experience. One thing I found interesting in your book is, you know, at various, you, you seem to be 
you didn't really know God, you know, when you were super young and then you kind of got introduced to it with, you know, your sister's family when you were living with her, if I remember correctly. And then, you know, you guys started to go to church and then, you know, you kind of fell away as a teenager. And it was kind of like this roller coaster up and down of uh, your relationship and how often you went to church. But you had always said that, you know, God was always there. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, you had said when you and your wife had moved to either California or then Arizona, you were trying to find a church, but you couldn't really find a building where you fe- you felt home. You felt like it made sense. Right. And that really resonates with me of I was raised Catholic, then I converted to Lutheran, definitely mm. believe in God and the Bible, but it's also like I do crystals and you know sound healing and <laughs> yeah. i don't I, I can't find a church building that does all of that yeah yeah right yeah. so uh, have you found a building yet or is no it... no no i haven't no i haven't so I, I i gave up on looking for a building or some type of organization to go to to learn more about god right um, I, I actually, my wife and I, we unsubscribed from Christianity back in 2020. And like you, um, I, I do crystal work. You know, that is something that was introduced to me in 2020 and I smudge and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know? Um, and, and yeah, definitely not, not a, not a sanctuary out there, church, Christian sanctuary that, that, you know, that does that. But, um, again, we unsubscribed from Christianity and we, because of the way my journey has has gone, I've learned that I am one with the Father. And everything I need, everything I want, all my desires in regards to spirituality come from within. And that does it for me. And I tell people all the time, you know, and, and as you know from reading the book, I was one of those kids that went to church three, four, five times a week, right? My mom is yep. a, a licensed evangelist, you know. But as I was saying, I tell people all the time, I am definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, closer to the Father now in my life than ever before, without doing all that, going to church and and, and such, you know. It, the funny thing is, is I went through a period of time in life as you mentioned, where, you know, I was close to God, then I got away from God going to church. Well, I shouldn't say I got away from God, but I, I wasn't reading my Bible and praying as as I once had. And then that came back in California when my wife and I were on that journey seeking, you know, and, mm-hmm. and going from church to church, et cetera. And then 2020 rolls around and like I, I love me some Christ, some Yahshua, Christ, Jesus, whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. that is that is my guy, right? Mm-hmm. But I in 2020 wrote around, I got away from thinking about Christ, you know. And I wasn't thinking about him much or even talking to him much and 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 and, and whatnot. But as of recently, I say within the last 60 days here, that is coming back. So it's very interesting what I'm going through right now. And it's like a slow drip faucet, right? A little bit comes and a little bit comes in my mind and my heart. And it got to the point last night, I had this sacred space here in, in my in my room. It's, it's my closet where I have this little sanctuary, this little altar built with my crystals, my Metatron's cubes and all these things, my, 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 my um, archangels there. And I was doing my meditation, my nightly meditation. And, you know, Christ, I just felt like this, this, this energy of Christ 
you know, come up on me and I was thinking about it and I just began talking to him and it just felt so refreshing. And it was like, you know, meeting an old friend again. So, and then, then I was, well, I was led to look up the the good works of Christ in his, in his early ministry, you know? So where that's going to lead, I don't know, but that's kind of like where I'm at, you know? So. No, I love it. And it's funny because I was kind of, I didn't want church for like the preaching aspect. I was more of, I missed the community of church. Yes, that was not, yeah. You know, and it wasn't so much I needed the building or someone mm-hmm. to tell me how to pray. Like, I, I didn't need that. I just missed the community. Yeah. And that's why I started looking. But like you, I couldn't find anywhere that I was, that made sense. Yeah. That and, community of churches, uh, that that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, that was great. Like, we we went to this church in San Diego, City Church of San Diego, and I tell you what, for the first six to eight months, it was everything we could want to ask for. We we got involved in the uh in the uh what was it called? The small classes or or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we did the volunteer work on Sundays. And it felt great. It felt good. But like a lot of organizations, there's politics. There's people involved. And that's that's yeah. what drove drove us away. We I think we were kind of in the honeymoon phase where we saw things, but we didn't pay much attention to it. Yeah, you weren't in that, deep yet. Yes, exactly. Then we, the more we got in deep, the more we got involved, the more we learned, and that's what caused us to uh, to separate. But yeah, I swear that that community, that fellowship, that you know, I used to be a p- part of a men's Tuesday uh, prayer group where mm-hmm. we would go to Panera and sit outside. It was about maybe ten of us and pray, and I, I love those guys. Those guys were solid, and we would just get together and pray and, and, and converse and it was just a beautiful thing so I get it that is that is a wonderful thing absolutely I and it's to your point about like it's almost like the people in the politics they can ruin mm-hmm. what's meant to be pure right yes yes and I I don't know of a way but I wish there was a way whether it was I prefer in person because obviously in person there's always a better connection, right, than over mm-hmm. Zoom or whatever, mm-hmm. but almost like a way to bring like-minded people together, but don't label it, and just I miss that community. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because there's I, something I about it. when people all pray together, and it's I don't know. It's know. powerful. It, it I mean, it, it's, it is. It is powerful. I mean, I I remember many a times being in church and then we do the uh, do the prayer or, or even the worship and you have those, you know, like many people together on one accord praying. You can feel that energy and it's just so dynamic. It's so powerful and you just want to keep going and going and going. And it's it just does something for the soul. You know, it's just like especially, you know, uh, Sunday, which is the, the first day of a week. It just charges you up for the coming week, you know, and it's 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 Absolutely. solid. It's solid as it comes. Unfortunately, though, like we said, a lot of places, a lot of churches, those politics get involved and, you know, people, uh, everybody's heart's not pure, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, that's when people get uh, jealous and, and people get greedy and people want the spotlight and, and things like that, you know, and it's just, and, and you know, it is what it is, you know, as is life, right? <laughs> yeah. So I remember when I was reading about your ayahuasca journey, um, you came into these gifts that you 
experienced and learned and things like that. Can you elaborate on that for the listeners, please? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, uh, that is, uh, that is something else. So yeah, that is something else. So, um, you know, I, uh, I learned that I'm a healer. I also learned that I have clairvoyance abilities. Um, I've learned that I have the ability to speak to those that have passed on as well. I've had conversations with some of my, my wife's side of the family, specifically her grandparents. And, um, yeah, um, I, I, I used to do these, these, uh, readings on Facebook too. Like I was part of this, this group on Facebook. It was maybe about, uh, 20 different readers on there and, each person would read once a week and I would, I would do the, do, I think like Saturdays, Saturdays was my day. I'd go on there for an hour and it's just amazing. In fact, I was thinking about that the other day, like, wow, you know, I, I couldn't, it's just, I still, I kind of still in awe about that. But, uh, and then I've, I've, I've healed people too. And, um, yeah, you know, I've, uh, my wife has struggled with some things that I've healed her from and, uh, a good friend of mine as well. You know, um, and, and I don't even like to say I, I mean, I'm just a vessel, right? I'm just working through a divine source. You're just you a know, conduit. The, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's things like that. That's where my heart is. You know, I love that. You know, I love that being able to help people in that, in that way. And, uh, you know, I, I just allow the father to use me and I, I get these hits that come through and, um, it, 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 the spirit, spirit never fails. The spirit is, is always spot on. And it's just like things like that. I mean, sometimes they're difficult to talk about because I get emotional. Right. But, um, cause in a sense, I, I, I look back and I, I, I sometimes ask, well, well, why me, you know, why, why this, why this guy that was born into this broken dysfunctional home, that suffered abuse, some pretty horrific abuse at the hands of his father. Why that I come into this? I don't know if I want to say knowledge or ability, but and, and why why around 2020? You know, I don't. You know, um, and the thing that comes back is, you know, because God loves me. You know, God loves me, and, and He trusts me. And trust me as well. It's it's a love and, and trust relationship with me, me and the father. So, um, you know, as I, as I grow into that, um, I, I definitely look forward to doing the father's work and, and helping people, you know, mm -hmm. um, but doing that as well has, has taught me other things about myself too, you know, because of how I was raised, because my father was such a control freak and, you know, um, you know, his mantra being a child is to be seen and not heard and me growing up to be this introverted kid and, and, and man too, um, I really have stepped into being a better communicator and moving past that fear of communicating and, um, allowing myself to feel confident about who I am and very importantly, set boundaries with people as well, you know? So, um, I, I just, I'm again, I'm, I'm just thankful. I have so much gratitude in, in my heart for um, what I've, what I've been doing. I mean, in 2020, I did the, uh, the skydiving. I started the podcast. I then, you know, began writing my book. I did the ayahuasca ceremony. I started my nonprofit. Um, and like, I'm feeling fulfilled now as before, as I mentioned earlier, I was just having these bouts and states of depression, dealing with anxiety, but I have 
totally turned my life around in that regard, you know, and I just want to pay it forward and teach or show people how to do it themselves. And I'm not like the only one with, with these abilities. I, I know that we all have these abilities and gifts that I just think Absolutely. most people aren't aware of it. But I think when people decide to deal with those fears, then they can push through to learn more about themselves as well as those gifts. And my saying always is the father places the best things in life on the other side of fear, you know, and that, yeah. I've learned, I've learned that to be true. Yeah. You had that a lot in your book and I really liked that because yeah. it, on the other side of fear is love and it's, yeah. it's that thing that you really want. And if you want it bad enough, you're going to walk through fire to get it right. Like, mm-hmm. That's in a lot of people, I don't want to say like woke up because I feel like it's so cliche, but that's the best phrase I got right now. Mm-hmm. Woke up, tr- realized they need to find their true purpose, whatever that was in 2020. And, yes, you know, obviously the lockdown and all of that stuff had a lot of negative consequences for people. But I also feel like for a lot of people, it was a really good thing. Yes. It was a really good thing. Yes. In yes. a way that no one, it was the thing that a lot of people needed that no one knew that they needed. Right. Right. Exactly. Isn't that funny how things that can sometimes on the surface seem just bad and horrific and, but it's a deeper meaning to it that can affect your life in such a positive way. I love when things work out like that. I love it. Well, and you know, you had made the comment of, you know, I don't know why you know i'd gone through all this trauma but you know why i was given these gifts and you're super grateful i really believe that for someone to be a healer or to be as compassionate as you need to be to truly help people you kind of have to go through your own trials and that's true and it's hard and it sucks and it's not fun Mm -hmm. and not that you're going to be able to relate to every single person but just having that compassion allows you to relate to anyone. Yes. And, and and that's the only way we can do it, right? We can't teach people or heal people without having that experience. Like, yes. so I, you know, I, I don't want anybody telling me something like, like, I, I'm not going to take marriage advice to someone who's, who's on their fifth marriage. Like, okay, buddy, you're just like, you don't get it or it's just not working out for you. I mean, yeah, I yeah. hope this, this fifth time you figured it out, but I'd rather take that advice from someone who's been married 30, 40, 50 years, right? Exactly. Happily so, married. Happily married. Happ- happily and healthy married. Healthy. Yes. Yeah, yes. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great point. You got to go through the fire in order to provide for others in a, in a dynamic way, for sure. Um, and those experiences that we go through, um, they they can be life changing for sure. And not only can they be life changing, I'm also of the thought that we create those experiences too, right? Um, I had a, a very interesting spirit uh, experience during meditation um, earlier this year, a few months back. Um, you know, I, obviously, you know, I did my ayahuasca ceremony uh, last year. And then twice this year, I had a ceremony with with mushrooms as well. Okay. And like, those are my three times I've only done, you know, I used to smoke a lot of marijuana back in the day, but psychedelics, I never, mm-hmm. never mess with. Ayahuasca was the first time. And earlier this year, I had two mushroom ceremonies. And um, wow, I, I, I learned that 
we write our own ticket, right? Meaning before we come to this place, we create, we're the authors of our life. Now the script can change. It's, we can change it while we're here, but we create whatever we want. You know, I, I know, I'm sure you've heard some people say, well, I, I pick my, they, they pick their parents before they get here. But mm-hmm. I truly believe not only do we pick, pick our parents, but we write everything that we want to experience in this lifetime. Then I also believe there are certain things that we're asked to do as well in this lifetime by God, like God to say, here, I need you to do this. And some, I think some people accept it. Some people don't. But uh, I think thing I think also like that's when things like deja vu come into play, right? Where you know you've seen this person or or talked to this person or been in this place before. I think that's a like a distant memory of 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 you writing that life before you get here. You know, I I really do. Have you ever experienced deja vu and like realized you were experiencing deja vu and tried to like continue that wave to see where it went? No, that sounds damn cool though. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really hard and I've only been able to do it a couple times because I, I have to like literally physically stop. Like if I'm walking, I have to physically stop and it's it's odd, but like I can like see what's going to happen. It's only like usually a few seconds, but it's, uh-huh. it's pretty trippy. Wow. I like it. I like it. I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> that is something else. That is something else. Yeah, so you have to like catch yourself as it's happening, but not break out of it. It's... Mm. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because once you're out of it, you can't go back. Then it becomes a memory. Right, right, so You have to right. like, catch yourself as it's happening. Like, okay, yes, I've seen this before, but I'm not, like, I don't know how to describe how to do it because I've only uh, done it successfully, like, twice for, like, three seconds. Damn. Ooh, never heard that before. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to try to do that. I know that will not be easy, though. <laughs> no. And you never know when it's going to happen. So, like, you may not experience deja vu for, like, three months. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, um, meditation, you know, I've been um, been doing meditation since 2020 as well. And uh, that, that's been something else that's been life-changing for me, too. You know, um, I specifically started doing uh, the gateway meditation, right? Um, have you ever heard of that? No. And, honestly, I'm not... I want, it's, I'm the type of person, like I want to meditate, but I cannot sit still to save my life. I have to fidget and things like that. So my version of meditation is I can go for a drive or walking, you know, in the woods or in a park, uh, because this whole sitting still in the cute little yoga pose is not me. Like I've tried. Uh Um, so are you of the belief that you have to like sit still to meditate and then no i have not heard about the gateway um meditation no no i don't believe you have to sit st- sit still to meditate okay. um one thing about me um I-, I think there are probably infinite ways to connect to um the spiritual world or or source or whatever you want to call it right um personally i i do i do sit still um i have my sacred space and um I, I lay down. I lay down on my back when I when I meditate. But um in, in 2020, I, I learned of this meditation called the Gateway Experience. So there's this guy named uh he's he's transit transitioned now many years ago, but a guy named Robert Monroe who started uh 
experiencing with with a med- meditation technique using binaural beats, which he created. Um, it's called a hemisync meditation, right? Mm-hmm. And for those for those that are not aware of of the hemisync using binaural beats, it's when you have these these tones. Um, you know, and I always use my my AirPods. So you have one one sound going into your left ear, the other going into your right. Two different, and then when they connect in your brain, they sync your brain, the left and right hemisphere of the brain, and it actually creates a third sound wave, and that puts you in this deep, very very deep relaxed state, right? And then that's when when you can go deep. And what Robert Monroe learned is that doing this successfully cause people to have out-of-body experiences right where they where their spirit or soul left their body travel exactly astral travel go to different dimensions remote viewing as well and this is real and this is what i experienced in 2020 Mm -hmm. and what happened in the late 70s the government got wind of this right specifically the army the special unit army got got wind of what he was doing as facility in ohio i believe and they sent their top military officials down there, as well as some of their top scientists to investigate. They took all his his materials, his writings and his research, and they figured out how to do it. Right. And then they began doing it. They weaponized it, of course, good old government. <laughs> and they start uh, doing remote viewing and, and spying on the Chinese and the Russians. And for those for your listeners out there, this is all documented on the CIA website. You go to the CIA website, type in the Gateway Experience, you will see the documents. The documents became unclassified with sometime within the last 10 years, but it gives the breakdown of it and, and what they learned and the research they did. Um, but again, I, I start doing this and woo, uh, I start having these out-of-body experiences and uh, I, I've seen these these entities uh, both good and bad. Um, during this time in 2020, I also developed a relationship with Archangel Metatron, who is uh, also known as Michael in in the Bible, and uh, he's he's been with me all my life, and uh, I, I've gotten to know him better. And he he not only helps and protects me, but he helps me manifest and he he guides me. You know, he helps guide me and he's just, he's just on assignment from the father. You know, it's simply, we all have angels around us, you know, and and, and these, these divine beings of light that are with us um, throughout our time here. But I I just, you know, I learned who, who mine, who mine is, you know, and uh, I've had, had some, some pretty trippy experiences, as they say, um, with this, this out of body thing, you know, it's been, uh, it's been quite the journey (laughs) for sure. I know that sometimes those experiences can be very personal and they're not meant to be shared with the world. Is there one that you can share? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a really interesting one that I, that I like to share with people. So um, yeah, back in, uh, back in early February, I, uh, I, you know, at this point was several months into doing the meditations and and having these out-of-body experiences. And uh, it was a Saturday morning and uh, I woke up and I felt the urge to meditate. And I just did the night before. Typically I meditate at night, but this time I had the urge to meditate in the morning. And, you know, that was spirit pushing me. But again, I'm like, no, I'm not getting up. It's like <laughs> six, seven in the morning. No, I'm Saturday morning. I'm sleeping in. Yeah. Spirit's like, get off your ass and go meditate, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, I give up. I don't even know why I fight it because I always give in, give up and give in, right? But um, so I go in the closet and I have a, again, I lay down on my back during meditation, but my pillow wasn't in there. But on my way in there, it came to me, spirit spoke and said, you're going to Utah. And I'm like, going to Utah? Like, that was a first. I'm like, what the hell, Utah, what is this? And I, I kind of question it, like, is this coming through wrong? And like, you know, it was weird. So my pillow wasn't in there. So I go back out to my room and I grab a pillow off my bed. And by this time, my wife had awakened, right? And she she said to me, which is really weird, she goes, where are you going? And I just kind of looked at her just like a deer in the headlights. It's like, wow, because I just heard you're going to Utah. Yeah. And I just said to her, I said, I don't know. We'll see. So I go <laughs> in my closet. <laughs> I go in my closet. And uh, I begin my meditation. I, I put on the, the the gateway experience meditation. It's a guided meditation. And the one I do, the one I did that morning had Monroe's voice on it, the guided meditation. So he starts off talking and then his voice fades. And then all you hear is the beat, these beats, these tunes for like 40 minutes, right? And then at the end, he comes back on. So I'm going, I'm in there I'm about 15, 20 minutes into the to the meditation. And then I'm out of body. And I knew it. It's like, damn, okay, I'm at this place. It's winter time. I see the trees with no leaves, these bare trees. And in the distance, I see this guy in the distance, right? And he was naked and he was cold and he was afraid. I like sensed his fear. He was shaking. And I noticed I was at a lake. And then so I approach him, right? And I begin talking to him. And then I, I noticed that he was about to end it all. You know, he's going to jump mm -hmm. in this lake because the lake wasn't completely frozen. He could have, you know, broke through the, the ice or whatever. And then so I'm having a communication with this guy trying to talk him down. And remember, I'm not, I'm in spirit, right? Yeah. And so he, and he starts telling me about he's having issues with his, his, his son's mother, his kid's mom and, all this, all this stuff. And I said, man, no, 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 man, don't do this. Don't do this. And then I remember at one point I got close to him and I was so felt so bad that he was cold. I was actually able to transfer energy to him to warm him up. And that was pretty freaking amazing. I'd never done anything like that. In fact, I haven't done anything like that since. And then um, I told him, you need to call the police, get your phone and call the police. And so then calm down. I talked him down. He called the police. I'm there with him. And a few seconds go by. And then all of a sudden I hear Monroe's voice come on. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, because I know once Monroe's voice comes on and then he's done talking, then I was going to be back in body. Right. And so I was worried about him. I didn't want to leave him before the police arrived. Mm -hmm. So the very at the like the very last second, I see like three or four police cars coming, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And then like a minute later, the 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 meditation ended, so I'm back in back in my body, and that like of course blew me away. I'm like freaking <laughs> out. I come out my closet. I'm like, babe, what the hell? What is this? What is going on here? Explain <laughs> this to me. Help me, somebody. I'm just like pacing in my room, and I'm like just blown away. I'm like, goodness. All right. So fast forward, like two weeks later, 
Oh yeah. Okay. Fast forward like two, two, two weeks, two or two weeks or so later, a very good friend of mine, my consider a brother. This guy tells me, he says, Hey Jay, man, I want you to, uh, I know this guy, I want you to help him out. You know, he's been homeless and, uh, you know, I just want you to be a mentor to him. I want, I want you guys to set up a zoom meeting. I'm like, cool, man. You know, that's what I do. I help people. Right. So we scheduled a zoom. He pops up on the screen. And I was like, my eyes got so big. It was the freaking guy from my freaking out-of-body experience. Shut up. It's the Lord is my witness. It was the guy from That's my wild. out-of-body experience. Right. And I know he thought I was a little weird because when I saw him, my eyes got big. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, so I get to talking to this guy. He tells me his issues, right? He's like, yeah, I've been going through it with my my baby's mama, my mom, my baby's mom. And, you know, she, she she's had some... Um, She's like bipolar or something like mm-hmm. that, or schizophrenic or something, and uh, just a roller coaster of emotions. And he's like, I can't deal deal with it anymore. And then she wound up kicking him out the house. And his his kid is like, you know, one years old. And this is like the second time they broke up. Now he's homeless. He has his van. He's living in the van in the woods. And I'm just shaking my head, right, like inside, just like, damn. You know, and so of course I'm not gonna be like, "Hey, man, I saw you and I body experience." Like, <laughs> you know, I don't see anything. You're probably just in the Zoom, like this dude's crazy. I'm thinking, I'm not gonna bring it up to him. I don't even know this guy. Like, I'm not gonna say that to you, like, bro. I just saw you a couple of weeks ago. I already knew everything you told me. No way, not happening. So I tell my boy, who 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 linked us, I said, "Man, remember that experience I told you I had." That guy that you just linked me with is him, man. That is him. That is him. That is him. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then so maybe a week or so later, me and the guy, we we do another Zoom. And he goes, yeah, so I hear we may have met before. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. No, he didn't tell you. Like, come on. No, he didn't tell you. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident, pretty sure we did, man. And then so I told him everything. And then what he he told me was he was living in Texas and uh, with his kid and his 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 um, his kid's mom, they moved from Texas to Washington State. So they did this cross country drive. Mm -hmm. They stopped in Utah and he said, yes, Justin, I was at a lake and. I contemplated suicide and it all by jumping in this cold freezing lake and I can't swim. And I was, and I said, do you remember, you know, talking to somebody talking to me then he was, he said, I don't specifically remember talking to anybody, but it was a very unique, somewhat divine experience he had. He felt some type of energy there or something like that. He said, you know, and uh, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was totally crazy. And I tell you what, that guy was living in the woods in his car, unemployed, um, had lost a ton of weight. And I've been working with this guy now for, and been friends with him. I call him a brother, you know, for the last year, his life has completely turned around. He has his own place, a nice place too. Um, he hadn't seen his kids for a long while that he was really depressed because he couldn't be around his kids. He has his kids three days a week now. Um, he's working, doing a job that he enjoys. Um, and he's doing some other things that he really, um, had been wanting to do. So he's in such a, such a good place. And I That's just, awesome. I just thank God. I think the father that we met when we did because things were very tough and very serious for him during that time. But, 
the father made a way for us to connect in order for him to um, have some different experiences and to know that God loves him, you know? So yeah. it's, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, and what I love is that I feel like while the experience in the closet with that, you know, coming out of that meditation was wild in and of itself, the fact that you, not that you needed validation, but you then were offered validation, yes. you know, a few weeks later of, no, you're not crazy. Yes, this really happened. Yes. And look, look at this person that you helped. Like yeah. that, like, that's goosebumps because yeah. those types of experiences can happen. But to have that, like I said, that confirmation mm-hmm. is rare. That helps. I tell you what, you, as you know, that, that confirmation helps because hey, it was like sometimes we're alone out on this island with these different experiences that are, are different from anyone we know. And you can't talk with everyone about that. You know, you just can't. Right. Because you just just like personally, I can't just because I, I, I want to avoid the BS, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, people people are weird. People are haters. They you know, they they come they come out of pocket and all types of stuff. So um I, I keep a lot of that stuff to myself but of course then i wrote a book about it but but like initially when it, yeah. when, it when it when it first happened you know like really only my wife and my friend knew about it you know and um but but when that confirmation comes around it's like thank you god <laughs> you know thank you yeah. thank you i'm not crazy i do i know it i know it <laughs> so yeah there's been times that like I'll ask my husband, be like, I feel like I'm crazy. Am I crazy? And the biggest thing is if you can ask if you're crazy, you're not crazy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm still asking if I'm crazy, so I must not be crazy yet. Yeah, you know, we're we're not crazy at all. You know, we're just uh we're we're some of the some some of the chosen few, if you will, you know, for this time and this moment. Uh for not yesterday, not tomorrow, but but in our specific moments, um, for whatever reason. The father designated us to have these experiences to um, maybe draw us closer to him, maybe to um, benefit someone else, maybe to, uh, you know, learn a lesson, you know, and uh, not not everyone um, experiences that or, or, or not everyone is open to experiencing that. And some people probably don't even have the capability to experience things like that because, um, they are working in a different, uh, on a different wavelength, if you will, you know? So, um, and then, you know, I'm of the thought that every, everything we see out here with, uh, two legs, two arms and a head is, is not human too. So <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. You, you had said something earlier of the people, you know, before we're born, before we come here, however you want to term it, um, we kind of write our own ticket we write our story Mm -hmm. and then also there's you know some special missions sometimes by god that we're we're meant to do but there's some Mm. people who don't listen or fulfill those yes do you think the people who can't seem to find that other side is it that they're not learning because there's people everyone goes through stuff Right. <laughs> and I feel like trauma and um, life lessons, that's the human experience. <laughs> but there's people who it's like they don't seem to learn and right. they'll continually make <laughs> that mistake for decades. Right. 
are they the ones that aren't accepting that mission that they're supposed to? Or is that their mission, maybe? You know, it, it certainly could be that they're not accepting that that mission. And, and I think a lot of times they're not accepting that mission because it's fear-based, because they don't want to think they're crazy and they don't want other people to think they're crazy. They 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 get these hits and these intuitions as well, you know, from from source, but they they dismiss it, you know, like, oh, that was nothing. They don't listen to it. They don't take the time to get quiet and still and pay attention to it like they probably should, right? Um but on the other hand, um, I also believe that there are people who don't get it because they're not supposed to get it during this lifetime, right? Um, that they may reincarnate at some other time and maybe learn that lesson the next time, or if not the next time, the time after that, you know, but that's not to say that that's too bad for them because, God loves them just like he loves you and I. And mm -hmm. it's a reason for that, that God allows that to happen. I truly believe in some way, shape or form, if that person isn't benefiting from not learning that lesson that someone else is at some point or some way, somehow, you know, because as we know, the father is perfect in every way, shape and form. And he is not going to allow someone to go through something if it's not something there for them or someone else. You know? I think that last part is really, really key because sometimes we go through some really horrible, traumatic things mm -hmm. and we're like, well, why did that happen to me? Yeah. Why me? Why me? Why me? Mm -hmm. I love your point of maybe, you know, if, if it happens to me, Elizabeth, Maybe I wasn't one that was supposed to learn the lesson. Maybe someone else was. There you go. And I love that because I've never heard anyone phrase it that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is very, very important because sometimes we get so self-centered and we want to make it all about us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it really isn't. It really isn't. And, you know, when when you word it like you did so eloqu eloquently, you know, the first thing that came to mind is sacrifice. So in a sense, you're a sacrifice for someone else to benefit, right? And then that leads me to thinking about Christ, how the story goes, him on the cross, you know? So when you talk about Christ and Christ said himself, he is one with the father, as I mentioned earlier in this conversation, that I believe that I'm one with the father. Therefore, I truly believe that anyone who loves Christ with all his heart and is opening up to living like Christ we all are sons and fathers of the daughter uh, of sons and daughters of the father who sit at the right hand throne of, of the good father, you know, as they say, Christ is at the right hand mm -hmm. throne. I think, I think we all do, you know, I really do. I love that. I know you said that you don't identify as Christian anymore. So what mm -hmm. do you identify as? Excellent question. Um, I identify as a powerful spirit. Powerful I ask that spirit. because you know, you use God and Jesus and things like mm -hmm. that. People may assume, okay, well, it sounds like he's talking about the Bible. It sounds, mm -hmm. you know, but he's also waving this quote unquote new age. That's not really new age spiritual practice. And so I was just mm -hmm. curious if you had to label it, not that I'm a fan of labels at all, mm -hmm. how you would describe that. Cause I'm, it's similar. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I even though I, I don't subscribe to Christianity, that isn't, I don't, I don't mean to say that I, I can't learn anything from the Bible. 
or from a Christian. Absolutely. We're here to learn from all people, regardless of religion or or whatever we believe in, right? Because if I know that we are all one with the Father, regardless of where we're from or what type of religion we practice, at the end of the day, we're all connected through the Father. And I can learn from my fellow brother or sister and things they've gone through and, and different experiences they had. And, and the Bible is without doubt a great book. And there are other great books and other different religions as well that I can learn from. Um, I just identify with Jesus the most because of me being raised Christian, but there may be someone on the other side of the world or, or here in Arizona that maybe was raised Muslim and they, they are doing the same. They can maybe identify with with their 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 godhead and that religion, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but that was one of the the things I learned on day two of my ayahuasca ceremony is that we are all connected, you know. And I felt it. It was so so strong, so so inner doubt. That was like day two. Like each day was a lesson, and day two was love. And part of that lesson of love was me learning that we're all connected. You and I are connected to the mountains, to the to the stars, to to, to everything. And I, I just remember it was so heavy, so, so heavy on me. When I got back to my car that morning, because we, we started about eight, nine o'clock at night, and we finished, finished up about eight, nine in the morning. I remember walking to my car and I got in my car and I was literally rubbing the dashboard of my car saying, oh, I love you. I love you. Thanks for being dependable. Oh, my God, you've been dependable all these years. Thank you for bringing me up here. I was just it, it was so into my feelings. And then I just I just started to cry like, oh, my God, because the feeling was it was just this feeling of love. And it was amazing. You know, it was amazing. So, uh, you know, I we I think, well, I know, I know, I know, I know we can all learn from each other, regardless of what type of um, religious background that, that we come from. I have a uh, kind of an off the wall question. So you've, you've mentioned reincarnation and, uh, you know, writing your own story and things like that. Uh, do you know what the Akashic record is? Oh yes. Very familiar with that. Okay. So now you've also said that everyone is connected in past lives and things like that. So my question is when someone remembers a past life, do you think it is them remember, remembering a memory from the collective consciousness or it is an experience that that specific soul experienced? Do I think it's a memory from a past life the of consciousness or so a specific? Like, so like me, let's say I go mm-hmm. and I have a, um, I, I go into meditation mm-hmm. or have a hypnosis session and I see myself as a witch in Salem. Mm-hmm. Is that me and my soul remembering myself as a witch in Salem? Or is that me tapping into the collective consciousness and just seeing that memory of somebody else? Because oh. we are all one. Right, 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 right. Huh. That's that's <laughs> a that's a darn good question. Um, I think I would I think I go with the first one, you seeing yourself okay. as a as a past life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um but on the other hand, you, we are all part of the greater consciousness anyway. And um, I, I believe that there's a piece of your energy with you sitting right there with us having this conversation, as well as a piece of you in that past life, right? Because mm-hmm. energy, as we know, it, it doesn't die. It, it, it just, it just is, 
Yep. You know, it just is. And it can be anywhere in the universe at the same time. It's it's almost like when they say God is omnipresent, right? Um yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh that we are we are we are everywhere. So like I'm of the belief that time is on one accord, right? Like the past, present, and future is going on now as we speak. Mm-hmm you know and so if you're you're looking back or you you see that in the past that's that your energy's there you know it's it's there you know and that is just something you connected with during that that meditation uh period and you know wherever you meditate at absolutely hopefully that makes sense (laughs) no no it does and it's i kind of go back and forth between the two sometimes Mm because I don't know. There's some days where I'm like, yeah, that's my past life. And then there's other times where I'm like, well, if we're all one, how do I know Mm -hmm. that I'm seeing me? How do I know that it's not just a memory that I'm seeing of the collective consciousness? That's Uh that experience I need to see because we can all learn from each other. And so I go back and forth. Right. So the way, the way I personally look at it, right. Like when I, when I think of, you know, the collective consciousness, which is, what I know is, is God, the father, right? Mm-hmm. I think of, and you've probably heard this analogy before where you think of a tree, right? And a tree has all these branches coming from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you heard people say that we are, we are, all, we are God having human experiences as well. So um, I think that's kind of like how we're all connected. Well, you know, you may be this branch over here on the left. I may be this branch on the right. Your father may be this branch over here. My mom may be this branch over here. But we're we're all one. We're all connected, right? Having this phenomenal, phenomenal experience that is uh, that is created by us. But since we are one with the fathers, it's truly created by the father as well. It's just this this perfect unity, uh, this perfect uh, everything's in sync, you know. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh that's the best way I see it. Or explain it. <laughs> no, no, and honestly that's kind of why I started this podcast is everyone can learn from each other and mm-hmm. just sharing your stories and I I don't have a a, a script when I talk to people. Like it just mm-hmm. whatever we talk about is what we're meant to talk about and yeah. the people who hear it are the ones who are meant to hear it whether it's the dates released or 5 years down the road like yeah. they're meant to hear it in that time. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything has a purpose. No coincidences. Um everything has a purpose for them for for them for that specific now moment, right? Just like you said. I love how you said it whether it's whenever you release it if you release it tomorrow, someone's here tomorrow, but guess what? Someone's going to hear it 10 years from now. Someone's going to hear it 15, 20 years from now because it's going to be out there. We put that energy out there. And yeah. not only is someone going to hear, someone's going to benefit from it. Someone's going to think about this conversation that we had in 15, 20 years and say, "Damn, that is something else. I just learned something that gave me the ability or the the know how or the green light to think about something different, yes. you know, just like it affects the person that listens to it tomorrow. And that's just one uh, one another way that we are we are all connected. That that energy line is just a beautiful thing. It is, and you know, I was listening to your episode. Um, oh goodness, I can picture her voice and. It's escaping right now, but the way you have this conversation with people is just, it's so natural. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. Like 
you know, there are some things that it seems like guided, but then other people, it's just, it flows. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I and I, I love the ones where it flows. Yeah, me too. Those are without doubt the best, you know, because when you meet people, people have different energies and some energies connect better than others. And then sometimes, sometimes there are those experiences when you meet a like-minded energy where you experience that flow and that, that high vibration and you both learn from each other and you both create this beautiful sink of energy that just blossoms if you will into something that not only helps both people that are conversating but you know you know when you're when you're having experience that will help others yes you know and that's that that's the beautiful thing about it i had to look it up it wasn't your most recent one but for some reason i thought it was it was cynthia sue larson about the mandela effect oh yeah cynthia that was interesting yeah yeah she was cool she was cool yeah and understanding you know that because i want to see mandela depending upon what it is is almost like that deja vu but not quite it's almost like a collective deja vu yeah 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 well said well said well said that is something else and see that's the beautiful thing about spirituality and and pulling back those layers or and and that veil being lifted because it's it's not like a one size fits all thing right you can't put it in a box i mean what we experience and and what we know to be is, is just so infinite you know and it can go in so many directions and it can be so much and so different to so many people you know, and, th- and that's really what I enjoy about it all is, is it's, it's very unique in its own right, you know, and it's, it's a lesson there, you know, whether I'm talking with Cynthia about the Mandela effect or where I'm, where I'm talking with Tom Campbell about um, out of body experiences, uh, whether I'm talking with David Icke about conspiracy theories in the world, whether I'm talking with Robert Kennedy Jr. about um, the injustices done to to black children um, in the in the United States as well as other countries. It's just such a unique experience, and you get to to connect with these people and learn from these people, and hopefully they can learn from you. Um, but most importantly, your voice goes out into this world, and others can learn from you both to be able to then pass pass that forward. You know. Um, and, and yet another way how we, we can connect. So, Yeah. It, like you said, spirituality is different for everyone. And I feel like right now it's getting, it, 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 with some people, it's getting this bad rap of mm-hmm. this, oh, you're, it's some woo-woo, you know, you're not mm-hmm. really close to God, you know, uh, you're just making it all up. But to, like you said, I feel closer to God now than mm-hmm. when I was, you know, sit, stand, kneel in this order for Catholic church. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, you know, or even the Lutheran church or like, I feel closer now, you know, holding a crystal mm-hmm. or grounding, walking barefoot than I did in any church, in any yes. building. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the thing is that, that I'm sure you're quite aware, um, it, it's it's spiritual warfare going on out here, like on the super next level, right? Um, that was my lesson from day one of the of my ayahuasca journey. Um, the father let me know 
that is spiritual warfare going on in the spiritual world as well on this earth. And that experience was like a training ground of sorts, um, you know, preparing me for what's to come in regards to dealing with these these people that are possessed and then these 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 evil entities out here. So when we talk about, you know, um, people having things to say about spirituality, that's just simply a, a form of them pushing back against the light because they see light in you. You know, they see the light in you. They they trust me. They see how you are closer to God now than ever before. And if they're dealing with some type of possession, that possession in them doesn't like that. And they're going to fight that. And they're going to say all these crazy things to you. And they're going to treat you in this, this type of way. But as children of the Father, when we are one with the Father, we stand our ground. We know who we are. We put on that daily armor. We step out and we step up, right? And, you know, the Father told me, you know, early on when I began in 2020 when I began doing my meditations and such I heard a clear as day and that's another thing I hear these like I hear audible like audible just like you and I like I hear you know during these doing these meditations in different times right and the father told me he said you know they're gonna they're gonna, gonna dog you out they're gonna throw you under the bus they're gonna treat you this and that way but don't worry no so it must have been angel must have been Metatron because it said they're gonna dog you out they're gonna throw you under the bus but don't worry the father has a plan. That's what it was. So I take that being some type of other divine being mm -hmm. telling me that just because they said the father has a plan, but mm -hmm. that, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, that come, come with the territory, but as everything in life, see, I don't view things like as a negative, not to say that you do, that's not what I'm saying, but just me personally, I, I view it as um, going through those trials and tribulations, I view it as a positive because it's a win-win because those are the things that, that build me up, right? That, that give me the character, that give me the strength to keep pushing and, and to fight through these battles, knowing that it is something greater, a greater purpose for it, for it all. So. Yeah, that's, and I feel like that's not diminishing that it's hard or anything like that. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, this could be really difficult or suck or whatever, but I know that there's a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And people, people, you know, people trip when they, when they are confronted with something they don't understand. Most people do, right? They may find it weird. So if it's something they're not familiar with, they're like, oh, spirituality, what? crystals, what? Smudging, what? You know, archangels, what are you talking about? You know, what the hell? You know, but hey, I can, I can have my practices do what I want. Everybody else is doing what they want. I mean, I, I can go out here and be a woman tomorrow. Well, not, not literally tomorrow, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So why is that okay? But well, yeah. hand, I, I, it's a problem for me to practice spirituality. I'm the weird one, right? Oh, I'm the weird one practicing spirituality, but you, the one that wants to transfer their gender, oh, okay, they're not weird, you know. Whatever. <laughs> and nothing against people who, who do that. I'm just using that as an I get it, right? I get it, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, people I are weird. People are so weird. Yeah. <laughs> what they're okay with and what they're not okay with and what needs a label, but what can't have a label. Mm -hmm. and exactly. I, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. You had mentioned the gift of clairvoyance and mm -hmm. uh, mediumship and things like that. Is that something that you actively do for people or is it something you only do as you're called to do it? 
Well, you know, it pretty much as I'm called to do it. I, I did when I was part of that that Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if people want to see it, they can definitely go online. It's still there. Um, uh, damn, I have to think the, the the name of the group. I'm sure it'll come to me later. But uh, I, I get these hits all day throughout the day. And then um, a lot of the time I get confirmation on those. Sometimes I don't. But I get things coming to me throughout the day, various times throughout the day. And then... <sighs> Then I'm just then then I, I get a confirmation. Oh, okay, yeah, kind of kind of what I kind of knew, if you will. So, yeah. But um, I again, I used to actively do it. Um, you know, when I was part of the group, and I'm gonna actually get back to doing that again too. I was speaking to my wife about that recently. Like, I'm gonna maybe find another group or, or something, um, to do to where I'm I'm doing that uh, more on a regular basis because I enjoy that. You know, I definitely enjoy it. Do you ever get uh, well, let me ask this: Do you ever get premonitions? Oh yeah. Do you I ever sure then do. reach out to the person and say, "Hey, like, do you let him know beforehand, or do you not?" Yes, and that is like so. Check this out. So, what is this? October now. So this is maybe back in the spring, maybe early summer, right? So my sister, God bless her spirit, she passed on in 2014, and I uh, keep in touch with my brother-in-law, right? And um, they they have they had three kids, uh, two I have two nephews and a niece, and um, so I was I was in my closet doing my prayer, and I connected with my sister, my sister Regina, right, and she told me she said, "Tell Glenn, don't forget." She said, "Don't forget to tell Glenn what I said about Frank." And I said, "It's on myself." Damn, okay, that's all. That's all that came through. Right. So I told my wife about that. And she's like, you should tell him. You should tell him. And I was like, I'm not going to call him because I was kind of hesitant. Like, I'm not going to call him and tell him about that. And my wife talked me into it. And I just was like, OK, that's the right thing to do. So I called him up. It's like he's in Texas. Right. So it's like an hour or two ahead of me. So, hey, Glenn, how you doing, man? He's like, hey, man, you know, I uh, I do these meditations. I've been doing it for a while, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and like things come to me, right? And I just I felt led to call you and tell you what just happened. I said I was in my closet meditating and I connected with Regina. And all I heard was make sure to tell Glenn, don't forget what I told you about Frank. He didn't say anything. Ten seconds goes by. He didn't say anything. <laughs> Fifteen seconds goes by. He said, I'm like, Glenn. <laughs> are you there he's like justin yeah i'm here man he's just like damn he said you know when regina was dying we talked about the three kids our three children and she was okay with the oldest two now frank is the youngest and he was like the mama's boy right mm-hmm. her baby her baby and he doesn't really talk to his dad a lot. I mean, they talk, but like he was the one he would go to his mom if he had anything to talk about, get opinion mm-hmm. of or anything like that. He said he she, she Regina was OK with the other two, but her heart was with Frank concerned about Frank. And he said, before we talk, Regina told me, make sure I keep in contact because Frank's in Ohio and his dad is in Texas. And she, she said, Regina told me, make sure that I keep in contact with Frank and be there to support him. And Frank has been going through a lot over the last couple of years. And Glenn said he hasn't been supporting him and, and keeping in contact with him like he should. And so he said, thank you. 
thank you. He said, I know exactly what you're talking about because Regina told me to make sure I do that because he was going to need my my support more than anyone. And so he actually booked the flight <laughs> the following week to go out there to, to spend a week to spend wow. a week with, with him in the grand year. And he was out there for a couple months too. So that was really cool. So that was one, you know, that was kind of like a, you know, premonition, if you will, I guess, um, of, of me, of something coming to me and me needing to relay that information to, to someone. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like you were hesitant to do it at first. Like he, this, he's going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's fear-based, right? And, yeah. You know, I just have to, you know, fight through those fears. And, that, and that's where that skydiving experience comes can, comes in, because if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't be able to do half the stuff I do. But that skydiving experience was life changing because that taught me how to deal with fear. I've learned how to control fear and not let fear control me. And because that week leading up to that jump was like one of the most challenging weeks of my life. And what I learned about fear is that fear is a bully. Okay. And fear has a fear as well. And fear's fear is not being, being able to make you fear any longer. It fears itself, or, or, you know, if that makes sense. And then once, once I learned that fear is a bully, that's when it clicked in my mindset. Hey, you know, you're from Michigan, you know, how it is there, you know, and just, you know, you got to kind of keep your head on the swivel and, you know, um, you know, I said, Hey, I'm not going to be bullied by anybody, you know, especially fear. And, and that's when it just clicked for me. And I said, okay, I can, I can deal with any type of fear. Not that I'm not, not that it's going to be easy, but I'm not going to be overcome by fear. So again, that's what I go back to earlier, just going through it, not going around it. God placing the best things in life on the other side of fear. So in that situation, the best thing in life is Glenn realizing, hey, I need to be there for my son. I need to connect with him more than him flying out there, spending time with him. And I'm sure that was beneficial for Frank. So that is phenomenal. And yeah, I lived at 11 mile and 75. So yeah, that's right. That's right. right. That's... Like not in Detroit, you know, was, but I was right on the Royal Oak uh, Ferndale line and yeah. right by Hazel Park and right, right, on the other right. side of Hazel Park, you know, it's not too far in yeah. Detroit. So that's right. That's right. Yep. 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 So you know all about it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me and sharing these stories. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for, for asking me to be on the show. Um, you know, I love how we connect, you know, obviously there's a Michigan connection there, but, um, it's good energy, good energy. You know, I recognize good energy. You definitely have, have really good energy about yourself. So, um, all the gratitude in the world in my heart for you and what you do, continue to do what you do. I know you will. Um, you have a great show. Um, you're helping people in your own right and, and the world needs more people like you. So thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And, uh, can you plug your podcast and all those things so people can find you and connect with you, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my podcast is the hidden gateway podcast. Uh, you know, I, um, can be found on all the major podcast streaming, um, platforms, uh, YouTube as well. I'm in YouTube jail right now. It's like my third time in YouTube jail. <laughs> <laughs> I should be out and, and posting again on YouTube. And I think when it is December, mid December 14th is when my, oh, when I can do thing. it again. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, definitely on the major podcast streaming, um, platforms. Um, we talk about spirituality, reaching human potential, um, social issues, a little, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, it's mm -hmm. a fun show. And, um, I have a website, the hidden gateway.com. 
And uh, if people want to connect, support at the Hidden Gateway. I um, also have my organization, Tangelic, as well. Um, website is under construction for that. That should be up and rolling um, hopefully next month. Um, have a few things to do, but um, yeah, you know, this is, this has been great. And um, I'm, I'm, I work for the people, work for God, for the people. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. And all of those will be in the show notes. And once again, the name of his book is in the eye of the father. And thank y'all for listening. And I hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful night. <laughs>